to the building. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Building 58 podcast. Oh my goodness, this is awesome. You had the best laugh I've ever heard in the entire world. <laughs> oh man, that made me forget about what we're talking about today. <laughs> We're talking about marriage and communication today. Yes, we're in our marriage series. So laugh a lot in your marriage, I guess. That's, Absolutely. That's the first piece of advice. That's right. Communicate through laughter. So communication, Heather, that's uh, maybe the biggest issue in marriage. We've uh, we've dealt a lot with this in our own marriage. Yes, we have. Still working on it. Yes. Because we are two individuals mm-hmm. that have become one flesh. Mm-hmm. And we're working through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with very different communication styles. Well, and that's good, though, because that's what God does. He takes two different people yes. and fits the, the weakness into the strength and the strength into the weakness. And that's how powerful marriage is when they become one. We've been talking about this a lot recently and how beautiful it is when you recognize that your weakness is strengthened most likely by your spouse's strength. Yeah. And, and vice versa. And so instead of seeing, instead of me seeing a weakness that you have and being upset about it or nitpicking about it or complaining about it, I can go, I might have the strength to help him in that. Right. And the other way around as well. And then once, once you do work through that and start to work into that, it, I think it strengthens the other person's weakness because you, it's that oneness coming, for sure. you know, for us being married, going on 20 years, well. 19 years. 19 we years. just had our 19th Yeah, I know, but I was going to say 20 years. But yes, we did. Two weeks ago. Yep. 19. Mm-hmm. 19 years. I can see some of your strengths have um, integrated into my life. Yeah. And vice versa. Right. We've, because we're walking in that oneness, not perfect, mm-hmm. but because we're working on that, it, it just strengthens us as a team. So what would one of those be? For you, what would one of your weaknesses be that a strength of mine has helped you overcome? I think a big thing for me was is confidence. Hmm. You you're you come from a very confident family, mm-hmm. and not that I wasn't confident, but maybe more um, boldness. Okay, and and so I've seen it, it's Jesus working in me too, right? That's ultimately what He's doing through all of us. Yeah, but I've I've seen the boldness that you've had. And now I've been able to integrate that into my life. Hmm. And that's us walking together as one. That's good. So what's one for you? Well, definitely for me, slowing down a little bit. Are you and saying I'm slow? Sometimes. But it's like your story of the rabbit, the hare. The rabbit, the tortoise and the, the hare. tortoise and the hare. Yeah, the tortoise <laughs> always wins. You tell me that all the time. I know it makes you angry. It does, kind of. But no, I can tend to be so productive driven and yeah. so like fast, 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 fast that I miss things because I'm just on to the next thing. And you've helped me be able to recognize that slowing down and listening to the voice of the Lord, listening to people, acknowledging that there are moments when being slow is actually divine. Yeah. And it's a really beautiful thing. And so you've helped me be able to um, stop and smell the roses a little bit more. Oh, nice. And I've yeah. become more speedy and productive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so she looked at me like cross-eyed right there. I wasn't sure what to say. Um, well, you're always gonna tell the truth, so I guess we're not there yet. That's why I bite my tongue sometimes. It's so good. So communication. So communication yeah. yeah, communication. Obviously, it's something we've struggled with, and we can talk about a few of our own threats that we talked about in our first marriage series. We we mentioned communication being a huge one, right? A huge threat in marriages. Why do you think it is so hard? And I mean, a million books have been written about this. It's been a topic that we have talked about probably since Adam and Eve. So why is communication so difficult? You know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. We're like two... I don't even know what that means. I don't either. But that's like that's the point is everyone knows that men and women yeah. are very different. Correct. So why is communication between men and women so challenging because uh, you're it's they're two different humans and i think let's go back to the basics right it's i know what i'm thinking in my brain mm-hmm. and a lot of times i just assume you know what i'm thinking even though i've maybe verbalized only five percent of that hmm. probably big for a man right yeah probably um, that's probably actually a really good statistic i mean it's not scientific but yeah, well, I just told you a few minutes ago, we I was, we ran out of gas in the propane grill to grill something. And so I ran to the store, came back. That has nothing to do with anything <laughs> other than I noticed something in the yard that's a bigger issue that we need to get fixed. And I thought to myself, I have this plan on how to do it, but I haven't told Heather anything about it. And so I'm like, I need to go inside and tell her hey, by the way, I'm working on this because you have no idea that my brain's been working on this and I have a plan like steps one through three how to get this done. And if I don't tell you this, you're, the potential is for a threat to rise up and you can get very frustrated mm-hmm. when you think nothing's happening. But you're 100% right. That's such a good example. Because if you don't communicate what's in your brain and what you, the steps you've taken, I'm probably in my brain going, Here's one more project that's not getting done yep. that he's forgetting about that I'm not going to have to harp on him about. So right. Which it's is this a vicious down, cycle. A, that's a downward spiral to right. a bad place. Right. Because then the woman, normally it's the woman, starts like harping on the man, the harping on the husband. And the husband actually has a plan in place right. probably most of the time, maybe not all of the time. In this case, you did. Um, but your defenses kick in and then you're just upset that you're getting harped on. And so you don't communicate the actual plan. Right. That's a really good example. Thanks. So really most of the time, not every couple is like this, but most of the time men are not verbal processors, Correct. but women are, Yeah. which means that women need to talk a lot more than men do. Right. They it's process both, out loud. It's both their strength and their weakness. And men tend to internalize everything. Yes. And so when the woman is talking, 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 and then the man just shuts down, that often causes a lot of issues. Absolutely. So one of the things, because we dealt with this early on in our marriage for years, mm-hmm. And you would just completely shut down. Like you would not even say a word. And it made me so angry. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't. A lot of it was based around feelings. Like, what do you feel about this? 
before I, I was feeling, even though you didn't necessarily mean to be attacking me, yep. I, f- I felt it as an attack. And so my reaction was to shut down and just not say anything because I, in a lot of cases, I did not know how I felt about it. Right. I think men a lot of times have taken their feelings and they've, we can compartmentalize really well, which mm-hmm. can be a skill, but it can also be a huge threat to mm-hmm. us because that it can build up walls mm-hmm. that, that create, um, wall, walls that, that, that God wants to knock down to right. get to that vulnerability right. place. I remember you even saying, why are you attacking me? Yeah. And like you, you would verbalize that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You were I'm just, just like, telling I'm, you how we're I'm feeling. talking. Yeah. yeah. But I felt attacked. Right. And so I'd shut down. And so learning that, one, you weren't attacking me. Yeah. And probably you learning to soften and and, and, right. and learn how to speak to me on my, where I could understand it, that it wasn't an attack, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but on my side, I had to learn to force myself to go, okay, what do I think about this? Yes. And then I need to communicate something out of my mouth because mm-hmm. otherwise she's looking at me like I'm a deer in the headlights, yeah. not doing anything. Or thinking or, you're not even hearing. Or, yeah, not thinking I'm caring or hearing or anything. Yeah, that's so good. And so, and the other thing that men often do is they're natural born fixers. Yeah. They want to fix everything. And so one of the tools that we learned is for you to say, when I start to communicate something, is this something you are asking me to help you fix or do you just need me to listen? Right. Because you, you might be just telling me about your day. Yeah. And to me, it sounds like, oh man, now I got to fix now like 10 different this. things. Or now I have to go accomplish this for her. And for you, it might be just, no, I'm telling you about. I just need to process just it out loud. I need to process this. Yeah. 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 And I'm taking this like, oh my goodness, this is a weight on me that I've got to like do X, Y, and Z. How am I going to. So my brain automatically goes to, okay, we need to do this, this, this. Right. But instead of doing that, I need to say, and we've learned to do this, mm-hmm. say, okay, do you want me to just listen to you? Or do you want you me to come up a with a solution? solution? Yes, because yeah. sometimes your solution would actually make me mad. Right. I'd say, I don't need you to fix this for me. You know, and, and you meant nothing by it, but to me it was like, you're not hearing me. Right. So the other thing that I think is so valuable, and we use this now too, is when we have a conversation and you don't necessarily know how you feel about it because men are processors, and most of the time they need to go away from the conversation and then come back to it. Mm-hmm. And in that going away, they're able to think about it and process it and think through how they actually should respond. And by not responding in that moment, you might actually have a more godly biblical response than you were if you were just to, especially if the wife is just to demand a response right there in the heat of the moment. Right. So you might say like, I, I need to process this and then, but I'll get back to you. And that's really important. Yeah. I'll a- get back to you. It put a timeline on it, yeah. Or I'll get back to you in an hour. Yeah, so one, I've acknowledged that I've heard you. Mm-hmm. Like, And sometimes it's even good to say, Heather, I hear what you're saying. I don't know what I feel about this or mm-hmm. how how i got to process this. Yeah. Like, give me 12 hours to think about yeah, this. Yeah, and then I have to give you that space yeah. and not come back to you and be like, have you thought about it? Have you thought about it? Like, I have to trust you to come back to me with an answer. So it takes self-control on both of our parts, you to come back to me with an answer and me to wait to give you that space to process. That's yeah. helped us a lot. It has. Okay, so another area of communication that gets really jumbled, especially in marriages, is the calendar. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where you're not communicating about 
all of the busyness of your family or what, you know, Mm -hmm. what each person has going on. And so that's also something that we've had to learn and work on. Yeah. And this, all of this stuff is like ongoing. Yeah. You're ongoing trying to get better at it and, and it, it evolves. But one of the things we've done, and this isn't for everybody, but you can use a similar idea. Mm-hmm. We've been using Google calendars mm-hmm. on our different Gmail accounts and, um, and share them with each other. Mm-hmm. So we can see um, each other's appointments, mm-hmm. our personal appointments, our family appointments. Yep. We have a family calendar, our church appointments, mm-hmm. our sport, you know, kids sports appointments. So it's all on there. Right. And rarely do we ever end up, because we're viewing that, yeah. do we ever end up being double booked? Right. And trust me, we, we have we have a lot on our calendar. Yeah. We also use it as accountability. Yes. You know, because I'm able to see who you're having lunch with and yeah. you're able to see who I'm meeting with or hosting on our podcast or different things like that that gives us accountability yeah. to say, Oh, I saw I had lunch with so and so today. Yeah, it, it actually spurs the communication because right. then we can talk about the day and uh, and bring those great encouraging stories about man, this was such an awesome lunch. I had this lunch with this guy and you know, so the stories that yeah. came out of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just like a black and white calendar. It's right. more than that. It, this is the heartbeat of our marriage. Yeah. And time is the most precious gift that God's given us. And we've given this short amount of time to to do something with it for eternity. Yeah. For time outside of time. Right. But so we have to take, I, I think that's something huge in our marriages that we've got to take control of is control the calendar. Yeah, that's good. And be, be just like finances, which we'll get into in a, a different uh, episode. But we've it's it's both. It has to be visible to both parties, no matter what tool you use to to see it. Yeah. Okay. I have two more things I want to hit really quickly because yeah. we need to wrap this one up. The first one would be take date nights where you talk, where all you do is talk, but yeah. put boundaries on them. Like you don't get to talk about the kids and you don't get to talk about, I mean, obviously sometimes talking about the kids is, is important and is fun and is needed, but not just the monotonous talk, you know, the, the everyday talk, like you actually have to talk about things that are outside of your everyday life. Mm -hmm. Right. So that that's really important for communication. And then the second thing I would say is, um, talk about your dreams together. Talk about the things in the future together. Verbalize, like don't keep all of your dreams inside of you you know, tell them to your spouse, speak them out loud. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're like committing to them for, you know, that this is going to happen totally, but it's saying like, this is what's in my heart. Let your spouse see what is in the innermost parts of your mind, will, and emotions, your soul, um, and communicate those because then you're able to be on the same page, Mm -hmm. um, about, where you're moving forward in the future. Well, that's what a soulmate is, right? It's mm, someone who's who's your souls are connected. So there should be no walls between you. It's it's the only person that's closer to you than in your marriage is Jesus. That's the way it should be. And and your marriage should be all walls are down, communicating, and that's when really amazing stuff can happen. That's when the Holy Spirit can really use both of you together as one. To change the world. Yes. So we know communication is hard. But when you when you face that and you say, learning to communicate with my spouse may not be the easiest path, but it's the best path. Mm-hmm. And you commit to doing it. And you commit to understanding. We don't have time to get into this, but the Enneagram is really helpful yeah. also. Um, we can put a link for a test on our podcast page because 
understanding how the other person deals with conflict and how kind of how yeah. they work does help you communicate with them better. That's a great date night idea. Do the Enneagram tests, each of you, and then discuss the results. Yeah. Probably need one date night for each one, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we just did that this past year. Yeah. And after 19 years of marriage, we even learned quite a bit about each other. Yeah. And, and, and about respond. ourselves, too. Yeah. Like, there's stuff that I'm like, wow, that's, um, that's the reason I do that, because it's from this in yeah. my childhood or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Yes. Go over to Instagram, BLDG58, Building58, and give us a like and comment and tell us something that has worked for you in communication in your marriages. Absolutely. And we'll see you next time.